previously on Poldark. Even though it was Christmas time, there was a ton of stress in Cornwall as the Warligans called upon Ross's 1,400-pound debt that they had bought. But thankfully, a Christmas miracle happened, and Caroline paid off the debt in secret. Now Ross owes her with interest, and that's awesome. And speaking of Caroline, her and Dr. Dwight were heating up. And also, it seems as though George wants to open a bank, and people are still mourning the loss of Francis, especially Liz and Ross. So let's keep moving this week on the Lord's Grantham Podcast. Christmas celebration Happy holidays. Oh, yeah. you just, All right. Happy holidays. It was Christmas. I cut you off, man. You got to recognize what time you, of the year it is. It's, that's that kind of excitement. Last week, it was Christmas in Cornwall. This week, it's Christmas IRL. <laughs> Indeed. Alongside a bunch of other holidays and everything going on, it is that time of the year. Like it or yes, not. Yes, it, it is. It is. And how, how are how you doing, Corey, before we get the ball rolling on anything? <laughs> Uh, I mean, we talk about this every year. I don't like this time of year, and uh, I am just getting through it. I mean, things are things are pretty rough out there right now with Omicron surging, and uh, you know, things are really bad here in New York City again. So I'm just kind of holing up inside and uh, testing myself with the antigen test uh, that I that I got for myself last week, and you know, uh, just trying to stay safe. How about you, Dave? I mean, same, the same. I feel like we we've, we've we covered this ground what a year and a half ago saying like it's it's not great out there no <laughs> but it was all good just know. a week ago as they yeah. once said <laughs> yeah but sticking it out you know we got a we didn't mention this in the past couple weeks but we got our panel approved at magfest the music and gaming <laughs> festival and Sp- speaking of yeah people's uh, safety and omicron if you want to you know put it on the line we will be <laughs> In Maryland, uh, as of right now, we're scheduled to be in Maryland, in Washington, or near, was it, uh, in Harbor? What's it? National Harbor, about 15 National minutes Harbor. from Washington, D.C. Uh, At 11.30 on a Saturday night. Well, I think it's 11 even on a, on a Thursday or a Friday? Thursday, I think. Oh, we're the first night now. We're, we're night one. Well, I mean, oh, we, would, we would have been 12.30 Friday, so it would have been okay. 30 minutes into Friday had we been our initial so, time. Okay, keep going. So we are day one, night one. January 6th, Thursday, January 6th. Yes. Um, but vaccines are required, not that Omicron is not... Omicron doesn't care if you're vaccinated or not, man. It's coming for you. But, you know, I, I, always, I was thinking about it today, that there's the thing called con flu, which is you, you deal with it a lot at people going to conventions, which is just people spreading germs. From being close to each other in close proximity all the time, and they're all kind yeah. of mouth breathers. They they don't know so how to close I, their mouth. I, and breathe. I, part of me thinks that I think the masks might really just help that in general. Right. Yeah, we'll be wearing masks the entire time as we're required. And if you're curious, the panel is the same as we did before. We're hosting a, a session of bad wrestling video games for people to come and face each other and play, and we'll be giving out prizes. And if you like wrestling video games especially of the bad kind and you happen to be <laughs> in national harbor uh january 6th when i think this omicron is supposed to be even peaking come on down <laughs> hey we're, we're rolling the dice 
and and indubitably, man, indubitably, we are. I mean, in, in, in my like at work, all my coworkers are like, I just want to make it to Christmas. I was like, I just need to stay safe until the convention. Someone, can... I just need to stay safe until tomorrow. I'm just taking it day by day. Let's not too, get too greedy here. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I took an at-home at antigen test as well just because work is wild. I'm always double-masked, but it's one of those things mm-hmm. where, you know, I work at a school, kids are, are scaring me and everybody else, and the staff are scaring me because some people don't believe in masks. But uh, we've been going on talking about this for too long. If you are in the D.C. area, the DMV, and want to come see the Lords of Grantham and feel safe wearing a mask with a... I don't even know if I feel safe, but I'm, I'm, we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be there. we got to be there. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be what, fun. What is safe, hopefully. Honestly. Yeah. But um, we, what we need is some fresh air. We, we need the fresh air of Cornwall, I think, is what we're saying. But we also have one, another thing to address before we Oh, okay. <laughs> We've been saying it for the past couple of weeks that if we ranked on your Spotify wrapped or the year, or if you left us a five-star mm-hmm. review on Apple Podcasts, you'd be entered to win some merch. And yep. just in time for the holidays, we would like to say that uh, Rachel James on Instagram has won some Lords of Grantham merch from our T Public store. So, yeah. congratulations, Rachel! I believe she logged some ungodly number of minutes listening to us talk, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we'll we'll be in touch with her soon. Yeah, and you know, if you don't want any prizes, there's been people in before who we've selected who've won who rejected us. That's fine too. You can be like, you know what? Keep it. But just so you know, you won. I don't understand why <laughs> you would turn down something free. Yeah. But congrats and thank you to everybody who sent us those messages of us placing and ranking for them because that's super cool. We appreciate that. Yeah. And so, uh, the only thing to note, actually, before we get to Pull Dark on the Downton Abbey front, is that if in some way. You haven't seen the Downton Abbey movie. It will be airing on PBS on Christmas Day. They will have the Downton Abbey movie. Wow. So if you've been waiting this whole time for public access, access if that's the way he, you've consumed Downton Abbey, you've, you've stayed true to it, you will be able to watch it on Christmas Day around, I believe, 7 p.m. So, And I mean, everyone's Christmas plans are getting canceled, so... <laughs> you might as well just stay home and rewatch this movie or watch it for the first time if you've just been waiting all this time. Uh, it will uh, The Call the Midwife uh, Christmas special for 2021 will immediately follow it. Again, we're not getting paid for this or anything. We're just just spreading the news. I mean, this is it. it's our this is our duty to to give this information. So, Dave, by the way, incredible piece of news. How many Emmy nominations has Down Abbey uh, received? Emmys over a six season run. Yeah. 50? 69, brother. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. On, on that note, let's go to Cornwall. Yeah, let's go to Poltark now. Uh, again, the, the show opens with a look by the water uh, mm-hmm. to remind us where we are. And uh, what was it? We see McNeil as, as monitoring the dock, you know, the, the army uh, sergeant guy who's been introducing mm-hmm. himself around town for a while. And who's he? Who's he see? Who's he got in his scopes? Uh, Trencrum, right? And who else? Oh, none other than our boy Judd. He's back. <laughs> Been MI for a few weeks, but there he is, alive a and thriving. A few weeks in Poldark times, just like over a year. <laughs> yeah, he's cleaned up too. He he doesn't look as uh, disheveled as he usually does. Mm-hmm. He's yes, got some new correct. clothes. He, he's shaven. He doesn't look as red. 
I like the idea that, you know, Judd has like remade himself as some kind of like dude with a with a, a crime career that, that's really made done well for him so far. <laughs> Even though he's just like a dummy who got beat up and died and <laughs> came back from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. And there's really no reason given for why he's been on the lam for so long either, really. No, not and, and <laughs> he's just been out. I think without even really diving too deep into this episode, we can just say that like he he comes back to the house and like pretty like roughs him up and and, and yeah, they fall over each names. other. And Demelza falls on top of them, and they're just yeah, you know what are you doing here? And then as you know, hijinks ensue. But there's and, no explanation. <laughs> no, no. I mean, maybe he took had a nice vacation. The actor, I I don't know. Maybe. That's or maybe he had a right? sickness or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get a totally unrelated scene from the rest of the episode where Ross and Demelza are laying in bed and they hear Judd and Prudy going at it. There's <laughs> nothing to do with anything else. It's just in there. Uh, Ross says something to the effect of like it's a con- conjugal visit <laughs> or something. It's like, All right. I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, I'm glad we have that scene. Good to know that that's going on. Sure. All the more power to that to that couple. <laughs> to judge, <laughs> Hope they yeah, make it. Why not? Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, he's tangentially uh, involved with other things going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. And really, where we are now, like, I mean, with Francis out of the picture, it really is kind of like another week of like dueling plot lines. I guess there's a bit of a third one. Like, so it, I don't know where we want to start. Ross and his stuff. Dwight and his stuff. I guess we could start with with. George, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's it not was, much to say yeah. about George. He's he's looking to buy the bare a minimum. Yeah, I mean, what was it? He's, we see Tankard is back. He's been missing for a, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Another scene of him like being foreboding to George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about raising rent on tenants and then they'll d- demolish and rebuild if they have to. Um. But a lot of scenes where he's just telling uh, Tankard to go report to Elizabeth, to mm-hmm. go to Trenton with, and tell her to watch out for some um, people who may be rioting, you know, because there's a war that may be breaking out soon. Yep, yep. Just to keep make, keep her on her toes, make her aware. That's it, and that's yeah, all. And, and she's like, okay. And then he sends Tankard back to do it again. He's like, hey, just make sure she knows. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, get, get the hint. We don't need you so, around here. So strange. I, I mean, they even ask, like, why isn't he coming around here? Um, I think Aunt, Aga, Aunt, Aga, Aunt Agatha asks that. And Elizabeth's like, I don't know. And then we get the moment of the episode. We're getting to this pretty early. But Aunt Agatha pulls out a, a pistol. <laughs> and she's like, got to, you know, prepare yourself. You got to be armed. Mm-hmm. And it does a slam zoom when she pulls out the pistol, which is... Uh, technical thing a, a creative decision that this show never takes this is a so director strange. charlie palmer <laughs> really I, new. I, every moment with Aunt agatha in this series just feels like it's coming in from a different universe like it's just completely different tonally she's just on a different wavelength she might as well just say i'm gonna die with my finger on the trigger that, the, the way she's holding that gun you know it's just like who are you little wayne here just <laughs> just holding that gun the entire time you're having this conversation with elizabeth mm-hmm. you were just waiting to dramatically pull that gun out <laughs> so strange very strange i feel like Aunt uh, agatha is like she never moves the needle enough to make a difference 
but she always moves the needle a bit. Like she'll never she'll never show up on our rankings because she doesn't. She's like a fortune teller more than anything else. She doesn't move the plot. She just comments on the plot. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm glad that she shows she's got some firepower, you know, behind her. Um, but she is asking the question this episode. You know, wh- where is Ross? He hasn't visited. You know, uh, and, and that's kind of on Elizabeth's minds too. She, she's like, they haven't heard from him. She's writing him notes. He's not getting back. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth takes this up. She she goes to visit Demelza briefly, um, at, at their their where they stay. And she's like, I've been writing notes. Where's Ross? And Ross isn't there today. But we see Prudy in the background clutching at some... She has the notes. She has the notes. For some reason, she's not feeding them to to Ross. And yet again, not entirely, entirely clear, clear why. I think she's just trying to play the maternal figure. Because at one point in this episode, doesn't Ross refer to like Judd as having known Judd for for his entire life? Yeah, he's, he's said that before that, in multiple that, Yeah, that... Prudy is is kind of a maternal figure and knows that like she's she's sticking her nose where it shouldn't be, but she's trying to kind of keep Ross on the straight and narrow. Yeah, Elizabeth is just bad news, I guess she's she's thinking. But for Elizabeth, she she's just like, well, obviously Ross doesn't care about me anymore. He's he's not getting back to me. Mm-hmm. Learning and, a lesson, uh, woman. <laughs> yeah, and George is encroaching. You know, uh, he keeps saying, sending these messages to her to to the point where they actually they meet up later in this episode. Uh, was it just jumping ahead of my notes? Does he go to visit her or she visits him? I think she calls on. Or he goes to her, I believe. Right, because she's already kind of given up on on Ross. She she needs someone to take care of her. Um, but. It, I feel like she's still kind of putting the kibosh on it, and he's still trying. Yeah. And and George kind of emphasizes, I pity anyone depending on such a man. You almost, like, the way he says it, you almost think, like, is he, like, intercepting the notes? But no, we saw Prudy, you know, clutching at one in her, in her pocket. Uh, But I think, what is it, George has a conversation with Tankard where, you know, if she remarried, he can offer her some more protection. It's it's clear that he that's his design now is to to get Elizabeth. That's his goal. I don't know. I don't like it one bit. It's 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 so tasteless. Her husband just died. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if you're trying to angle to take her take her away while he's alive. You know, she's making a choice there. Now you're just kind of taking advantage of the weak. Uh, you know, in that moment. Yeah, and it it seems like again something to spite Ross. Yeah, I I mean. In terms of Ross and George interactions this episode, they briefly lock eyes when Ross is entering a pub and he's exiting. Uh, that's it, though. Yeah, it's like when one guy's walking down to the ring in the Royal Rumble and another just was eliminated and is walking back to the back. Right, they see each other, they, they lock eyes. They see each other like we're two, two rivals, but not now. Not, not next today. Time, baby. <laughs> yeah, next time they'll, they'll fight it out. Uh, but that is pretty much it. It's... It's a weird strategy for from George to just kind of sit back and not do much, let, let other people handle it. But He's been getting his his behind handed to him this whole season. So that's true. Maybe he was our he number one last games. year. I feel like this is a big step down for him. So he's yeah. I think a week and and the on the wings is not a bad thing for Mister Mister Warligan. That's that's true. Also, it's kind of funny how we got so much of Carrie last week being frustrated, not inside at all this episode. Yeah, not not in the slightest. A lot of 
a lot of balls dropped, I think, in, in regard to that. Yeah, he's he's on. A, it seems like he's on a pitch count. They only, they can only use him for so many episodes. <laughs> yeah, he he was lining up succession at the time. He's like, look, I got to be ready for this. I got to be on the Crown. I got to do the, this TV show Pretty and sure. then come back here. Yeah, <laughs> everything. He, he was I in mean, the Last Jedi. <laughs> you think about it though, he was doing the Crown at the same time as as Pip Torrance, as Carrie, and because uh, what year? It's 2016. Right, the Crown came out in 2016. Oh yeah, and he's in those first two seasons. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Our, our boy that, Pip. Earning that check. <laughs> Carrie Warligan. Wish you were here this week, but nope. Well, where, where do we want to I mean, go there's, next? There's really like two two plots. Yeah. There's the free traders. Well, the Dwight one is kind of boring, actually, low-key. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Okay. I think what he does it regarding the... Regarding the snitch is pretty cool. Okay, well, we'll save that one. Let's let's get through Ross because Ross is kind of a standard fare this week. Uh, yeah, Ross is Ross is still doing taking runs. It's it's been three weeks since the last episode, so not a huge time jump for Poldark. Thankfully, but, uh, the the cargo is still in the library, mm-hmm. and Demelza is not happy about it. She's not thrilled. Yeah, she wants it out of there. She wants it out. And this is a uh, Ross is like, look, let's just let's just get this. We got to get this and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And there's the snitch in town, so there's still well, all. He's this never stuff. left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the snitch is still at large. And Ross, even though last week they told us that. Uh, Mark was it last week or two weeks ago? Uh, Mark is is nowhere to be found. Ross is like, I think we found him. I think we're gonna go talk to him. Hmm. It's like what a what a weird lazy way to get to where we're getting. Well, I mean, we did you know hear over the past weeks how you know part of the deal for letting people you know move uh, dump items you know in his inlet was to track down Mark. You know, mm-hmm. so presumably they've been doing this behind the scenes and trying to find this guy. And we found him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just kind of shocked that he's actually reappeared because, I mean, even as much as last week, we were, we were assuming like he was just dead and gone, like we just weren't going to see him. They were writing him off, but no, in fact, he, he is here. Uh, so they make an arrangement that on the next shipment, Ross will, will ride with uh, some of his cohorts uh, from Wheel Grace, and they will sync up with Mark. Uh, to try and find out from him what he knows about the whereabouts of uh, some copper uh, in the mm-hmm. mine. The the Trevaro leak? Yeah. <laughs> the director of Jurassic World 1 and 3? Yeah. <laughs> and, but the, this this boat will have a shipment of uh, goods that they're you know illegally transporting on the way back. So that, that's the one uh-huh. point of concern. And Demelza is not too pleased about that news. She's yeah. actually kind of at her wit's end because... We even see the people that work with Trent Crown coming to visit in between shipments, and she's like, "Get out of here!" She's sicking Garrick on them, which by this point, Garrick's got to be an ancient Garrick dog. Garrick is feeble. Oh, he's got to have like cortisone shots in those hips as on the regular to keep moving. Maybe yeah, Doctor Dwight is over there, like making sure he's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ross kind of breaks it down to her that they have two weeks of coal left to work with. Mm-hmm. The mine is on hard times. 
it's either sink or swim. He's got to go on this journey here to go see Mark. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, you totally understand where Demels is coming from because initially the fear was Ross would be in debtor's prison and they needed this money to get them through the bad times. Now he's mm-hmm. kind of in the clear and he just wants, not only does he want the information, but he's still willing to make these deals with these people. Yeah. And it's getting more and more dangerous with this war, you know, this this issue with France looming. Mm-hmm. Things are scary. And Demel, I think Demelza is in the right 1,000% here. Yeah. But at the same time, I also under Ross's, under, understand Ross's predicament that the mine is not doing well and he needs anything to kind of make it work or else what is he going to do? Yeah. You're all right. You're all right. Ross needs – Wheel Leisure is not under his control anymore. So got to do something. So, and he's getting two nights out on the town without his wife for once. And, and we yeah, see that when they, they set down. sail, he's drinking with the boys out there. Yeah, it's uh, what's the what's the, the his boy's name? I feel like they don't get it. Zacky and what, Zaddy, uh, or not Zaddy? <laughs> oh no, not Zaddy, Zacky. Zacky. Oh boy, <laughs> that'd be great if he did call him that. <laughs> Zacky and Paul, right? Yep. His boys, <laughs> Zacky and Paul. You know, Paulie and Zacky just getting down at the bar, getting uh, down in like the 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 inside of a ship. I mean, they're like harmonizing at one point, aren't they? In the bar, they're like, "Oh," <laughs> when Mark shows up, <laughs> it's like a pineapple. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where like you're at the bar all night and you know one of your friends said they'll show up, but they don't show up until like. 10 or 11 after you've already been there a couple hours. Oh, look who showed up finally. And they like see you and you're all messed up and they're like, I don't yeah, you're already be here right now. I should have stayed home. The three sheets to the winds. Um, Mark shows up and Mark is looking like like he's in a grunge dude. band. Yeah, he looks gnarly, man. He, he is not clean at did, all. Did you recognize him where you're like, this is the no. same man? I, I was wondering if it's a di- different actor, but I didn't want to check to spoil myself whether we're going to get more of mark so so i i I didn't check if it was the same actor or not Mm -hmm. because i don't want to know if it's uh if this is the last time we see him but they do ask him how are you and it's like that's a hell of a loaded question when you look at this guy (laughs) yeah what do you yeah yeah. You're, you're trying to look up mark dave it's the same guy okay is he gonna are we gonna get more of him i'm not i'm not gonna tell you that you don't want to know no i don't want to know I'll, I'll keep asking, you know, until we, we finally see him. So, like, Mark, you said something about the Trevorgi line. And he was like, yeah, one day I went down into the 30 level of the mine. I feel I feel like they, they aren't playing drunk enough. Because, like, if you if you had a few drinks and you're trying to say Trevorgi line, it ain't going to come out that clean. It's going to be like the Trevorgi line. Yeah, we, we said Trevorrow. We said Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. five minutes ago. The third week of Austria. What was that? No, no. Um... The Trevorgi line. The 30th level. You sure it was 30? A couple two or three levels. I, I don't know. He's like, uh, I haven't seen you. This is my little brother. I haven't seen him. Ross, you helped me escape. They cut to the being chase. prosecuted to death. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what we talk about. This is how we, we bond as friends. Yeah. It would have, If it were me, I would have drank the night away and then discussed talk it, it in the, the next morning. morning. Yeah, Coffee absolutely. and a bacon, egg, and cheese or something like that. So, and, hey, and, man, we got to talk Trevorgi while we're here. Can't and Mark about. can't even stay focused. He's like, did you give Karen a headstone, by the way? And they're like, who? <laughs> oh, her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. It's like, do you really care, bro? 
he, he even goes on like off on a tangent like what about that Dwight fella is he still around it's like oh him don't worry about him like bro he's off with a barely legal girl don't worry about him (laughs) I also love Mark's reaction like wait she was 22 oh boy oh man (laughs) she was just a child (laughs) Uh, you wonder did Mark ever know how old she was really when he when he was with her of course not. Mark's a ding dong. He yeah, that's true. Can he even really count? Um, I still feel bad for him, but uh, but yeah, he, he, the the bottom line is he's he's not very sure of what he was talking about in the first place. Right, because he points well, so he points them to the direction they 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 trace it out on the map before us. Uh, but he mentions how he saw like courts in the area and other stuff, and as soon as he says that. Ross knows. Oh, he just saw the same stuff that we saw—the fool's gold or fool's copper, pretty much. Um, now, do you and, do you think this is foreshadowing that Mark was actually right and it is copper? I I think Mark has to be right. I I don't think you show so specific the details of where on the map he saw this without him taking one chance to investigate the area. Yeah, mm-hmm. why why not? What do you have to lose by not by not checking that area out? Mm-hmm. So. No, I, I don't. I don't believe that Mark is lying. I think he actually is, is truthful. And I think maybe Ross is a little bit too drunk when getting these instructions from Mark. Yeah, this season has beat us down too much for this not to be something that pays off. Right. Um, they killed Francis in the mud. I know, it, it, all for nothing. If that if that's what happens, uh, it, it's the next day on the on the boat ride back where Ross is hashing this out with Zaki and uh, and, and Paul. And- yeah. <laughs> Get a friend with a Paul better name. Out. <laughs> Paul's, Paul's the only normal one there. Zachy. At the same time, we don't begrudge Paul Dark and Ross enough for his name to being Ross. Like you think of the great Rosses of our time, and there's only what the guy from Friends. Like Ross is not Ross a great Perot. name. <laughs> Ross Perot. Ross Perot. Those are that's not good company, man. Paul Dark no is easily in the Ross? top number one in those rankings for Rosses. I feel like there's enough. Re- oh, Jim J- Jr. Good old Jr. Jim Ross, but he's Jim. He's a, he's a, he's a Jim Ross. There's Roswell. There, there's an Esmus in there. It, it's Ross kind of a lame is, Ross name. Ross is very very quickly becoming the number one Ross. Yeah, no, he, I, I, undeniably, I think. Um, but yeah, he needs better friends. But either either way, he's talking with him the next day. Like, oh man, I guess I really just made a bad choice with his mind, huh? <laughs> like. If he's like he's already talking like if I have to go back to a simple life, I guess that's what I gotta do. I made a poor choice. Mm-hmm. No, I think this is the time in the episode where we should Pivot loop back, back to mm-hmm. the good doctor. Right, that's where the Ross's story ends, and we just are left with he made a bad choice in life with going for Wheel Grace and selling all his uh, shares in Wheel Leisure. He, and that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Dave's like yes. Then that yeah, that's the yeah, Ross doesn't show up for the rest of the episode. <laughs> nope. He's silent. Yeah. Oh man, the sirens are really rolling outside. I can't hear him here, so hopefully they don't make it through the cut. Okay. All right. Uh it's that time of the year, folks. Not good times. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Speaking of not good times, Dwight. Caroline. Yep. Also we Rosina. Uh-huh. Rosina is is marrying, is it Charlie? Yeah, I, th- I think that's her significant other is Charlie. 
Yeah. Well, Charlie is uh, going to marry Rosina and her leg is all messed up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Demelza comes by the visit and Rosina's like, oh, hey, Demelza, and then starts to run to her and then immediately her leg buckles, which is just... What did Dwight do to her last? Because clearly it was only temporary. I mean, he did use that cadaver leg, so he probably has another leg to tamper with if he just digs up that that strange corpse. She obviously did not have the bandage uh, on there enough to, to kind of set things right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we see early in this episode, Dwight's doing his job. He's checking on some children, uh, specifically, yeah, the Charlie household with Rosina. You yeah, know, well, he, Rosina's like 16, right? Don't they imply that she's like a kid? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, he he's their he's their family doctor. We also see him checking on like the this militia captain's like son also mm-hmm. for whatever reason that we'll soon find out. Uh, and then there's um, what was it? Yeah, Rosina sends to- Dwight a letter thanking him for like his treatments. Yeah, and we see that uh, Caroline. They have a a dis- discussion early in the episode where. Where finally we get some resolution to what I've been saying this whole time about Dwight's reputation in town with Karen. Mm-hmm. Where he brings up that one of the reasons why he can't marry Caroline, Carolyn, whatever it is, Caroline. Caroline. Um, is that he already has a bit of a reputation and, he, and he lo- his love, Karen, lost her life. Kind of funny that he brings her up all of a sudden because we have not heard him mention her at all <laughs> since she she left, really. Yeah, and I feel like last week was the week to bring it up when when Caroline is like, "So what's mm-hmm. going on? Why don't you do this?" Or have um, her uncle bring it up when he's like, "Hey, we all know who you are in town, Dwight." Yeah. Nope. Right. We wait until this episode. Uh, but we do see, you know, they're still very much into each other. Caroline, you know, is, is kissing them all over and stuff, and he's kissing her, and they're mm-hmm. making plans to, to disappear together. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna elope. Right, because she's going to be taken to London with her dad, and her after uncle. that, or uncle. is her dad gonna get? It's no, uncle. it's her uncle, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's uh, Ray, um, Ray Penvenen. <laughs> These names. Penvenen. 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 But it's just. Uh, bit of a question mark what will happen after she goes on that trip with her uncle so you know she needs to lock it down with uh with dwight or else she's she's stuck yeah and dwight's like look i'm not here for your fortune like and you're not going to get your fortune if you marry me by the way (laughs) yeah she sees his house at one point she's like this is where you live and you got that actress woman to to want to be with you like huh yeah no second thoughts from her yeah, you may love me, but will you love me when you don't have any money to, to go with it? Don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And also, I feel like Caroline is thinks that there's something going on between Rosina. Right, because he's getting letters doctor. from them, uh, just thanking them. But at the same time, Rosina's the one. Uh, she goes to talk to Demelza. Yeah, I, I didn't get that connection exactly. You know, she she asks and, about and like how how's the mind going and stuff, but like yeah, why, she, why she... she's like you know effectively trying to marry Ross's best friend and really only well not only friend he has Saki and Paul and uh, Mark, uh, cat the other guy Captain Henshaw. Sure. Yeah. Deep but bench. Deep bench of friends there. Deep, deep bench. Yeah, you got four. Three of them are <laughs> yeah. subordinates at work. Yep. 
Uh, there's Francis, but no. No. Um, um, yeah, but I, f- I feel like... Uh, yeah, she's asking Demelza for advice on men. It's like, doesn't Caroline have like her own friends she could talk to, maybe? I f- well, I feel like she doesn't have anybody like at no. all, period. No, she has her dog. She talks to her dog. Yeah, the uh, dog gets a lot it. of attention this episode. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she's looking for advice, and then I don't know what advice Demelza gives her, but she tells Dwight, you know, on second thought, let's not do this. <laughs> this doesn't sound like a sound sound idea. To which Dwight's like, no, no, no. I'm down. I, I will leave, because I think there's, she kind of stresses that he's very much committed to his job. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I can leave these people behind. I can be here sure. for you. I can be that man. But can he be that man, Dave? Well, he does a little detective work, and he sees that that book. What was it? So, well, well, no, no, no. You're you're jumping a few steps ahead here. So so Rosina hurts her leg again. Yes. Well, and so yeah, he goes establish to, that. So he goes to see her, and Charlie isn't there, and Rosina's dad tells him, "Oh, he was sick or whatever." Uh, and, and so he said, "You're going to go take care of him." And Dwight's like, "I never said anything of the sort that I was going to go help this Charlie fella." Mm-hmm. So he knows something is up because he knows that Ross is already out traveling. It's almost like a convoluted way to get like Dwight to put pieces together. A lot, a lot of the pieces in this episode. Oh yeah, he knows, they get, they give him a lot of uh, story to tell. Yeah, uh, but oh, Dwight this is all it happening out. on the night that he's supposed to elope. Like he's on a clock yep. right now. Right, he's supposed to run away today with Caroline. They made the choice before she has to go with her with her uncle. And what is it? He goes to Demelza to tell her he he thinks he's found uh, the, the traitor, the snitch, and he's gonna go confront them. And she's like, "Don't aren't you gonna run away with uh, Caroline today?" He's like, "I got forty five minutes." <laughs> yeah, like literally, like, I can pack it in. Um, spends way too much time. Uh, he spent way too much time with that family. Oh no, he he told Demelza this before actually that he he before he even went to the family. Mm-hmm. I think right because because uh, was it? he was with them for a while. There's a lot of back and forth of him traveling. Yeah, there's a lot of people going to and from places that don't necessarily need to keep going. Right, because I think before he even goes to visit the family, Demelza's like, "Don't you have to leave tonight?" He's like, "No, I can take care of this family real quick. They need me." <laughs> and then this, that's when this he gets other young into this woman that has called upon me mercilessly, who's yeah. betrothed to somebody. I could definitely use the time to go there. Right. So he has no other course of action to take but to confront this Charlie fellow because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's entirely his place to do it. Uh, yes. Now I know where. Now I know it. So go ahead. Is it Charlie's son, the little boy, or like his little brother? Like, must be like a brother or something. Who's the little boy with the book? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. So, 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 just to play it out here, okay? So, Charlie is sick in bed. Uh, Dwight's like, "You're lying," and he's like, "No, I'm not." Dwight, Dwight has to get in the house, and the kid lets him in the house. Is it that kid though? I think it's that kid. No, I don't think it's that kid because the idea is that Dwight pieces together that this guy is snitching because he's you know protesting too much that he sees the book that the captain's the uh, captain's son. Kid, that's right. That's right. Right. So he had taken it off that kid somehow along the way. With he colored on the back of it, and that's what that's Dwight, how he knew. That's how Dwight knew. That's the evidence. There you yeah, go. So <laughs> it's one of those things where he's like, Dwight, are you sick? And he's he, he, he like forcefully examines him. Mm-hmm. 
he like sticks his hand on his forehead and like checks his lymph nodes and he's like you're not sick you're not sick at all he's like i got better within three hours who knew <laughs> yeah and then uh then they fight i mean that that that's the weird thing here is like you know dwight could have like what is he trying to accomplish here exactly? Like he knows already pretty much that this guy was a snitch. He's not accomplishing anything by confronting this guy about it. He's actually wasting time and not informing or trying to like tip off the people <laughs> that the, the, the snitch like let them know. You know, I guess he has to confirm it maybe, but he spends way too much time with this guy and then getting into that fight too. Like it escalates. Another like, great Poldark fight. Break it down, Dave. The only thing I wrote in my notes is, I mean, it's brutal. There's a lot of like. Th- thrown into walls a chair gets smashed a, a lot of them assuming like the wide position with their arms spread out <laughs> like circling each other <laughs> i mean it's not george versus ross but it's better no. than uh, most every fight in downton yeah it, it, it's not a knockdown drag out one but it, it's a bit of a slobber knocker uh, yeah <laughs> well, i mean isn't that isn't that the same word same meaning sure uh dwight wins though he gets a w though he really has to use his whole hands to keep this guy away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at one point one of them has a knife, and he's like <laughs> doing the classic, like, oh, no, you ain't going to get me that knife. You ain't going to tag me. Uh, he gets out of there, though, because he's got to go tip Ross off, you know, that they're out there. These mm-hmm. people are going to get him. And, and he sets uh so they're, they're very close to the shore, and there's mm-hmm. going to be an ambush. Yep. So all these soldiers are going to wait for the, the free traders to get to the shore before they attack. So mm-hmm. Dwight goes and he lights a fire the bush. to try to, to yeah, burning bush. So he just lets them know. And they get the message, but it's a little too late. Right. They're already kind of like heave-hoeing on shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, he's, he's just starting to, to burn stuff real quick to, to try and make things work. And un- uh, meanwhile, this is happening. Captain McNeil busts into Ross's house. Mm-hmm. And says Demelza can't leave because they know it's their property and they don't want her out. Basically, they know that Ross and Demelza are involved and they want to sabotage that from the inside. Mm-hmm. And she claims but, Ross is at St. Ives. Which is not false. He was. Yeah. At one point in time. A day, uh, yeah, a day ago, drinking with Mark, Mark Daniel. But anyways, they land on shore. And they're about to, to you know, move uh, some, some goods and stuff and keep moving when they see the fire all of a sudden that Dwight is out, has, you know, been constructing. And they start to put the stuff back in the boats to go to go back towards the big mm-hmm. boat. But Ross is like, I'll stay. <laughs> I'm going to handle this. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't say so confidently like that, that. He's like, no, no, move ahead. I'll, I'll run away. I, do you think Ross is just looking for a fight here, Dave? I think Ross is... Uh... He did have a. I think he's trying to feel important, and there was a, there was a moment on the boat on the way back where he just said he's never felt old before, and now he's starting to feel old. So I think he's trying to hold on to that sense of youth and, and, <laughs> by, and by picking fights. Yeah, by by showing that he's like an alpha male and that he can I, uh, continue to operate in this sort of free spirited way. I didn't interpret it the same way. I interpreted him saying I'm old because he's been trying all these ventures to get rich and just keeps failing, and then time keeps going by. I don't yeah, think I think it, he's. I think he's taking another. He's taking another risk. That's what I. I think it's okay. all coming back to that. And, you know, true to we, form, we we get vintage Ross, full on closed fist punching uh, soldiers in the face. 
Yeah, he punches that one like guy who gets like name checked in the beginning, who's with the what? Who's it, with it, McNeil. Right. So we get the random stranger, and then we we get the the captain with the, who has a son, and he, there's a moment where the guy says you, and then Ross punches him in the face before they can, he can do anything else. He just yeah, got just that lays word out. Him out. <laughs> yeah, decks him. And um, even though, so Demelza like sneaks out of the house. Right. Because she goes to see her baby, she she, mm-hmm. she pleads with the the soldier like she I have a baby here, and the soldier says to Prudy, "Is this true?" And she's like, "Why would she lie about it?" And it's like, to be fair on the soldier side, they've been in this house for some time and they haven't heard a baby crying yet, you know. Or why can't the soldier just take Prudy and Demelza and go upstairs? It, very true, very true. So, anyways, Demelza escapes. She runs into the woods. Mm-hmm. Runs into Ross. Yep bleeding knuckles and she's like oh my gosh you're hurting he's like it's just a scratch <laughs> he's like not not me <laughs> i like that he punches these guys guy. i like that he punches these guys so hard that he gets bloody knuckles <laughs> that's how hard he's hitting these people with yeah, such force he busted open the hard way he's, this is real there's no fake stuff going on for ross <laughs> yeah he's not blading his knuckles um so they go they get back to the house they she sneaks mm-hmm. him back in um and the soldier's like, hey, weren't you going upstairs to see your son? She's like, yeah, I went out the back, though. He's like, huh? Whatever. And they're like, where's Ross? we got to find Ross. And they know where the, the stronghold is because of Charlie the Snitch. Mm-hmm. And they open like, it up. Nothing's Even there. Even though we saw Ross go into the library, nothing is right. there. And this and this th- kind of confused me. I know we, we'll, we'll yeah. cut, get back to it. Meanwhile, on the shore, somebody knocks out Dwight. Yeah, from behind. He gets hit in the back of the head. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, he, he's knocked out. And I was like, oh, man, things are actually turning turning bad for Dwight. They, they are not going right. And uh, Caroline, meanwhile, we see is getting frustrated. She's hanging out with her dog. She, she mm-hmm. snuck out of the house, and Dwight's not showing up. No. And she has a little discussion with Horace, the dog, and she's like, well... He loves his work. That he does. Doesn't he say like he loves Rosina and his work? Something like that. Something to that affects. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely name checks Rosina. Um, and yeah, for too long we're like, where is Ross? Demel's is asking, where is Ross? He he's missing. And so we cut to the next day. Dwight got uh released from from whatever jail he was in. I feel like that's kind of seems light considering he was tipping off smugglers. <laughs> uh, well, to, I mean, to... the law is going to have a hard time prosecuting him for that. Right. He was just lighting bushes on fire, you know, happenstance at the shore. Um, but he gets a letter from Caroline or no, he goes to visit Caroline's house to which mm-hmm. he's handed a letter saying, don't bother. She, she feels made a fool of you clearly love your work before me. I'm done. That's it. That's all. See ya. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor Dwight. And we see a body on the shore also. Mm-hmm. Is that supposed to be Charlie? That's what Cause, I thought. Because Judd is looking for Charlie, and he can't find him, and then he's the one who finds Charlie on the shore, or or some man on the shore. I, was, I, I wrote Charlie question mark. He looks awfully anonymous. Um, And then we get the last minute reveal that Dwight, or that... There was a secret cupboard 
beneath the, the stronghold uh, in uh, Ross's house that he was hiding under. He's he's been alive this whole time. Now that that confused me. Like I had to rewind it like four times. Like so, wait a minute. Was he just like holding on to the ceiling? Like <laughs> something. So yeah, it's but, some inside man stuff. It's so strange because they really play up him being missing and them asking where could he be, where could he be, and he was just right there the whole time. Like. Mm-hmm. Couldn't he just, like, knock three times to let her know <laughs> he was there? Yeah, I guess not. Uh, and that's the episode, pretty much. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't know if it was a good... I don't know if I liked this episode that much. It moved. It moved. It moved, it, but I didn't... I, w- I was confused. Okay. And I think that, like, it's. it did a lot of... The only thing that tied up was Caroline and Dwight, and I don't even think it's fully tied up. Yeah. And I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the stuff with Mark is annoying and and felt like a waste of time. (laughs) I want to see where this Mark stuff is going, actually. The the ambush felt like... We've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't bad, but, you know, there was a fight. There was a fight. it was cool. I was okay with this. Things are things are moving. I, I feel like it's definitely working towards setting up the final act of this ep- of this season of mm-hmm. three episodes. Definitely. So I'm still with it. It's one of those mid season episodes, you know. It's got to move things along. Yeah, yeah. We need a, a little bit of resolution to keep people happy, and then we need on Agatha waving a pistol around to Absolutely. keep things spicy too. Yeah. Well, let's get to these power rankings. Yep. Who do Who you got? got? Going- uh, well, well, okay. You asked. You cut me off in the beginning. Cut me off here. That's fine. I got a okay. tie at last place, third place, mm-hmm. between Captain McNeil and Trencrow. Trencrum, whatever his name Trencrum. is. Trencrum. Yep. Trencrum. It messed up. You thought you could get the whole gang? Nope. That's true. That is true. I got Caroline at number three. I got she, her at number was, two. She was stood up. She didn't get any Dwight. So she was. She she wasn't actually stood up. Which is why I have her at number two because I think she she didn't meet, this isn't how it was supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's not good times for her though. Uh, nope. But we'll probably see her next episode, even though she's went away because that's just who, what she does. She says mm-hmm. I'm going away, then shows up the next episode every time yeah. on time. Yeah. Well, who do you uh, got at number two then? Dwight, because uh, he's the one who left her. He he got knocked across the back of his head. He's he's just not meant to be with her. Clearly, it's just not good mm-hmm. times for him. Yeah. What do you got at number one? I feel like it's got to be Charlie? Charlie. Yeah. This guy's a loser. He's a snitch. Yeah, and he's, he's trying to get with this girl who keeps falling down. He's not picking her up. He's not helping her. Mm-hmm. He's been found out. Yeah, and bad week, and he might be dead. <laughs> he might be dead, so... Uh, so you, you, you know, know that uh, you know that old Dwight, Dwight, if he's still in town and, and out of jail, he loves mutilating bodies and using them for science experiments. So Charlie... <laughs> You might that be would, next. He died for the greater cause. Yeah. Well, who do you have going up? Well, number three, I got Mark. He's hanging in there. He's alive. You know, he's doing okay. okay. Uh, you mean, know, he's not really we, doing we, okay. He seems pretty depressed. We didn't think he'd make it this far, but he he's still here. So good good for him. Well, number three, potentially controversial. I have I got Dwight because I think he didn't intend to stand up, Caroline. And like we say, I think this mm-hmm. show does operate in ways that I think his intentions will be known. Okay. But also, they might be sowing the seeds now that Charlie's maybe dead with Rosina. Yeah. And Rosina's name in the show is Rosina Hoblin. 
she's hobbling around. <laughs> She'll still it's be very appropriate. And I think that his detective work is he saves the crew. He saves his boys. Oh, you think maybe Charlie's death is setting up the triangle with Rosina, maybe? Potentially. Okay. All right. We'll see. And I, I, I don't think he ends the episode like a, a hero. He was, he was in jail because for he the stumbles night. a bit. Yeah. But he his goodness had saves the gang. Okay. Well, number two, this was a hard week, by the way, for us people. Yeah, not very much going not, on. Not much positives, but number two, you said she'd never make a, a list, but she made mine. I, I, Agatha, she's packing heat, man. She, she's not afraid to, to wave that gun around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the more power to her. You got you got to come correct when you're coming to trend with, and Aunt Agatha will let you know. So, Sure. I'm she, surprised she, she didn't, she didn't pull up that gun and then just like fall over from the weight of it. <laughs> <laughs> like how big that thing was. She's, so, she's very old. She's very. Fr- we thought she was going to die in like episode two. <laughs> I'm just still trying to put together that this is Mon Mothma for, from Return of the Jedi. I just don't see it. Dang. Yeah. She's, she's hanging in there. Well, at number two, mm-hmm. I got Ross. Okay. Because Ross, Ross pulls it off. Even though the Mark stuff is a dud, he makes the foolish decision to get off... On the shore, he, he punches the dude square in the yeah. face. He gets a good shot. And then he, he's like Denzel. He hides. Or no, he's, it's not Denzel. It's um, it's the other dude, an inside man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Cl- Clive Owen. <laughs> yeah, he's like Clive Owen. He hides in the in the wall long enough. Mm-hmm. He makes yeah. it out. I, his realization that his life may be, a, you know, kind of a joke and that he's old is too much to keep him, uh, put him on my list, so... Number one, I got Demelza. Uh, okay. She, she helps to run some subterfuge uh, to keep the military people distracted, even when she's riding her horse at night saying, like, hello to the, to the one serviceman. Mm-hmm. Also, very some very dark scenes in this episode, like darkly lit scenes where it's just hard to tell yeah, what's even going on. Yeah, on screen. Like, couldn't they have gotten some backlight <laughs> there? Um, but I think she's a good voice of reason uh, for Ross. And uh, you even see Caroline confiding in her, and she's able to kind of, you know, give her some mm-hmm. wisdom and stuff. So all the more power to Demelza. Well, like you said, this was a hard week to decide who's going up, but I know one guy who is going up, and his name is Judd Painter. Uh, he didn't do anything. He's not. Well, <laughs> he did one thing. <laughs> he, he absolutely did do one thing. Uh <laughs> Well, he is a painter. He's back. So. He's back. So he's he's painting the wagons. <laughs> he's not dead. Yeah. So All did, the more did power to him. Just my number one spot. Just okay. that. He Jeez. showed up and he didn't do anything terrible. And in the in the week of Christmas, you're giving number one spot to Judas. <laughs> but he didn't do anything. He he's on their side. And then sure, that's true. All right. Well, that that is this week uh, on Poldark. Dave, you been watching anything else? Any holiday stuff or things you well, want to talk about? I saw the I saw the big thing to see this week. The the was what was the big thing? The the tree, the Christmas tree, bigger than the Christmas tree. Oh, Spider Man! Spider Man! <laughs> and I watched the Jake Gyllenhaal one right before. Oh, the, so there were, it gets so confusing. So there was Homecoming, then there was Far no, From Home, uh, Far From Home, which is the Jake no, Gyllenhaal. No way, one. yeah, and then No now Way Home. No is Way one. Home. I and think then the next one is No Way Jose, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it was very good to watch. I don't love that one with Jake Gyllenhaal. I think it's fun. It's too much. Too much going on in it. Yeah. I think the ideas are there, but it's also like a lot of them are very, uh, 
It's funny how many Marvel movies are about like yeah. how corporations and, and military spending are terrible, but they're like, you're a corporation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was very good to watch that like immediately, a couple days, or not immediately, like two days before I saw this new one. Made it like smooth, very smooth. Yeah, even I felt like, because I hadn't watched that one in a while and I didn't watch it. I was like trying to do some gymnastics in my head to remember what happened in the second Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. for this one. Not to spoil it for anyone. We're not going to spoil it. But, Dave, was your crowd hooping and hollering like mine was? A little bit. My crowd was like, it was like a rock concert. I saw it like the day of, and I was fully masked up. I was actually reading about Omicron and how serious it was like as the movie was about to start. And then the people next to me pulled out a party-sized bag of Tostitos and dip. And I was like, oh, my God, we were screwed. This is how it all ends. Is, <laughs> there's going to be so many people catching so many this people virus in this f- movie. Um. But, I mean, the movie went over like gangbusters. People loved it. I, I liked it. I, I was cool with it. Uh, I think it was... Maybe, I think on a rewatch, I would probably like it less. Mm-hmm. But it's I, all nostalgia pops, man. It really has a lot of callbacks. It's just... They work well. They do. They work very well. They work... Uh, I mean, not much to say without spoiling all the... It's all pops. It's like a Royal Rumble of a Marvel movie. Right. Like, oh, this is in here? Oh, this is in here? Oh, snap. But, uh... We do get one reference to Giamatti, though. That was nice. <laughs> we, we do get one reference to Giamatti. And I don't know if you caught it, Dave, but as the credits rolled, there was a, a Downton Abbey credit, uh, and I had to look it up. And they, They're in Happy Hogan's uh, apartment, and I guess one of the DVD box sets in the background is Downton Abbey, which is a callback to Iron Man 3, where Happy Hogan watched Downton Abbey in the hospital when he was recovering. Yeah, you know, Easter eggs. You ever want to talk about all these Easter eggs that you may have missed? There is an Easter egg you may have Great. missed. Cool. Well, now, now Happy Hogan might listen to the pod. Maybe. Maybe. The mo- most. I, I wish he was not in this franchise, by the way. Every moment spent with Happy Hogan in these Spider Man movies feels like wasted time. Yeah, it feels like we could be giving Fav something else to do. Like, go make another movie, man. He adds nothing to those movies, and they spent like at least 20 to 25 minutes across those movies with him. Yeah, he's like, here's a plot device that I can assist you with. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. We got Spider-Man. We don't need anything else. We got we got lots of Spider-Man. It was, yeah, it was fun, though. I mean, I'm glad I saw it. I took an antigen test. I'm negative, so. It was... right. Now I'm like, Wayne, do I want to see The Matrix in the theaters, or do I want to watch it at home? And it's like, I really want to see that one in the theater. But it's right there on HBO. <laughs> I mean, roll the dice if you want to roll it. Red pill, blue pill, man. What, what reality do we accept? <laughs> But the the one other thing that I watched, and I know you watched it too, and we're about to discuss it for our Patreon. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah we are. We revisited a movie that we watched last year mm-hmm. called The Christmas Star, featuring Robert James Collier, Tom Barrow from Downton Abbey as a man with an American accent who works for Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of drama that goes on, and we'll discuss more of that because we were just so delighted with it last year. We just had to revisit it this year for the holidays on our Patreon episode. So that's, I mean, nothing else that I really watched this week to report on aside from that. Same. I've just been keeping my head low. Yep. That's the way to do it. So, I mean, I guess that's that's about it for this week then. So Yeah. Hopefully you, you, we'll be back next week between Christmas and New Year's. If not, we'll do some something will be up on the main feed. Yeah, I, I don't know about next week, man. Uh, it's gonna be a busy week for me. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, that works. 
I mean, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'm going to be quarantining, but it'll be, I'll be around in town. Maybe we do it in person. I don't know. I just know I won't have my setup to, to record. We'll work it. Something will happen. There'll be something on the main feed. It might be a Patreon bonus. Maybe it'll be yeah. between Christmas and New Year's. You'll get last year's Christmas star for free. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And to, stay if you safe. celebrate, if you don't, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just stay safe. And we will see see you when we see you then. See you when you see you.